Welcome to the Coaching DNA Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Wyckoff. I'm also the founder of Kingdom Coaching, my consulting business. This week, I go to my archives and repost part two of my conversation with Patty Gasso. Patty is the head softball coach at the University of Oklahoma. She has led her program to six national championships, including the last two. To say she has been successful is an understatement. During this episode, Patty and I talk about the pressures and stress that comes along with winning, the message God showed her about her purpose, her biggest achievement of her career, and much, much more. So without further ado, part two of my conversation with Patty Gasso. It was overwhelming for me. And in 2000, I felt like... um, I was going to go back to California, find my JC job, hopefully again, or a junior college job, or maybe a college job and leave Oklahoma. The pay wasn't, the pay was less than what I was making at Long Beach City. So um, I didn't expect that we were going to win the championship. So my idea was we're going back. My husband was back there coaching college soccer so I'm raising kids out here on my own and um, we won the national championship and my pay changed and everything changed so then my husband came back out and now it's a little more worth it but the pressure and stress that I experienced probably seven years after that five years after that was overwhelming and what changed my life and made me decide to stay into coaching because there was a, I was really going to be done with coaching. I wasn't a good, I wasn't a happy person. And I don't think I did a good job with my players or with my, my kids. Um, and I, I will tell you as a Christian, God at that moment just kind of socked me upside the head and said, you're not here for to win games. You've got to understand that you're not here. I didn't bring you from California to Oklahoma that you have to feel like to be successful, you must win games. Wow. You're here to help win souls. You're mm-hmm. here to, um, however you can, try to share your story and share your faith and um, change some lives for the kingdom, not necessarily raising trophies all the time. And I got the message pretty loud and clear. And that allowed me to take a different angle because also at that time I was having a, a Bible study. I wasn't necessarily running it, but I was allowing them to use my home for it. And I would sit in on it. And I remember how how wonderful it was to see a few players. I think maybe two players would come, and I had a pastor's wife running it. And to get players to come, it's kind of like, well, we have food, you know, free food for a free meal. Don't do anything. So, yeah, um, it was started to become something that 
um, made what I was doing worth it. And I started to understand what I was doing in this role. And then um, there was a Wait, player. And what who, year was that? Yeah. What, um, what year did the Lord really get a hold of you and, and, and show that to you? It really happened after the two thousand. So it's probably around two thousand and two. Okay. Is when after we won the World Series, I started feeling this unbelievable pressure to do it again and do it again and do it again. So we're having these Bible studies and there was one particular player who didn't um, come to them, which is fine. They're not, maybe a a fourth of the team would come, but one particular player went to administration and said, she's favoring the players that are going to this once a week little Bible study. And so I had administration kind of like, you need to back off. You need to, and, and my heart was absolutely broken. Mm. And I just know that when you reach some of those pinnacles, that's when Satan comes and says like, ah, yeah, no, not, not on my time kind of attitude. I was really devastated. And what saved me at that time was FCA and particularly a, a young lady named Sarah Roberts who worked with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I shared my story to her and she said, I got you. I, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to take over for you so that you don't have to be in the middle of this, but you can still be totally involved. And that is what completely changed my life. And her personally changed my walk with the Lord, her, her um, witness to the team changed many of their lives. She was absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then now we're starting to get back. It took me a while, probably took me about from 2002 to 2010 to kind of understand why I was here is a really hard time for me. Hmm. And um, then I just, we're in 2013, we're winning another championship. And um, I just remember um, that the biggest issue that I had, we're playing Alabama in 2012, actually, Actually, not 13. We lost to Alabama in the national championship in 2012. And I wasn't worrying about the game as much as knowing I'm going to be, we're playing for the national championship. I'm going to be on the podium and I'm going to go into my press conference and I need to give God the glory. Mm -hmm. And I am panicked on this. And so I'm having conversations with God on this one. (laughs) It's like, um, don't be afraid. Now I'm thinking, I'm going to lose my job. I will lose my job if I do this. Could I lose my job? And I was sick to my stomach because I was um, not standing for who I was. And I was more afraid of what the world would do to me or what, you know, necessarily owe you or how people would think of me sure and i i was just having those battles and 
I thought for sure we were going to win. I felt very confident. Well, we ended up losing. And I was brought up to the stage. And I, the last thing I remember is God saying, like, you, you pronounce me in front of men. You, you, you tell them I'm real. You tell in front of men who I am. I will tell, I will stand behind you in heaven and mm. praise you in heaven. And that's, that was it. I, that was the last thing I thought about when I walked up there and I did it. And I'm like, oh. and then no, no reporters are writing anything. I'm saying like, okay, move on, move right. on. Right. <laughs> um, but I felt so free after I did that. And that was one of the, I would say the biggest victory of my coaching career. Wow. Had nothing to do with the trophy, had nothing to do with the ring. It had to do with me standing up for who I am and my faith. And that opened up my whole life. It really did. And so that is now it's not, it's not hard for me. It's, it's not hard for me. And our players saw that. And those who are believers started doing it. And now this team they take, they take it. I'm not the one behind it. They don't force anybody to believe in anything, but they don't depend on me to initiate things. They do it on their own. And so those are the championships. When you talk about uh, the, the, the pressure, was it, was it pressure coming from the fan base, from the administration? Where did you feel that pressure from? From me. It was pressure from me. The, I want to make everyone happy here in Oklahoma because I think they are phenomenal people out here and uh, they take care of each other. They've taken care of my kids. They're great. Our administration, supportive. They're great. When we win one and they were so proud and excited, I just wanted everyone to feel that again yeah. and again and again and again. But also when you have a football team that's living at an elite level and all your other sports are living at an elite level, you feel like, I mean, I put it on me that I wouldn't get fired, but I felt like that is the kind of pressure I was putting on myself. Yeah. And it was not healthy at all. Yeah. You talked about uh, early on, you know, trying to build, um, build into your team a, a toughness and a, a culture that you wanted. If you were talking to a coach who just took over a job and, and they're walking into, you know, maybe a culture that's different than theirs, what are some things, what is the advice you would give uh, a coach walking into a new program on how to build culture, how not to waver, um, knowing that you're going to get some resistance from, from some you know, mm-hmm. from student athletes and this isn't how we've done it. Yeah. What advice would you give a coach walking into a new job? I would say just trust and believe in yourself and not feel like you have to conform to be true to yourself, which is something I wasn't doing. And when I talk about, I believe that young people, although they would deny it, they want structure. They want discipline. And if they're the kind of athlete you're looking for, they want hard work. They want to be pushed, but they want to be pushed um, respectfully. So I, 
I've seen coaches that all they do is just yell and rip on players. And I just don't think that, I think that goes against the grain. I think that it doesn't find success in that way. I had to learn a lot about this generation. I did a lot of research about how I could change myself and meet them halfway. Hmm. Now there's certain things I would not give up and I'm not going to give up discipline and structure an organization, but I, I have met them halfway in many ways. And that is the way I deal with them. I always want to deal with them respectfully and I'm not hugging them and saying, it's okay. I'm not doing things like that, but I am sitting down and talking to them more. I'm getting to know them. So I'm spending a lot of my time creating a relationship so that they will trust me. I want them to trust me, but I also want them to allow me to trust them as well. That's really important. So I put a lot more time into creating a relationship. I would say that I am a coach's player, but I also am um, one that has expectations that I'm going to push them to meet. Sure. Okay. I'd love to ask, um, love to ask you about, um, some other coaches really quickly here. And I'm going to actually start with kind of what you had alluded to, uh, just the the level that all of the athletic programs there at Oklahoma compete at. I would love to ask you, um, you spent some time or were around when Bob Stoops was there. What made him so successful? <laughs> I, I, he's one of my all-time favorite coaches, no doubt. I, we've gotten to talk with each other quite a bit and give each other advice more him giving me advice but he is a coach I, I call him like a man's man I think he just has a very cool style about him he is a guy that was a very good football player but smaller in stature and size so he's very tough he has a tough demeanor about him and I think athletes really were intrigued by that and and believed in him he was fearless he loved the big games he uh had just great passion but under control Mm. Uh, good person great family good normal guy and i've been around a lot of different big time coaches He is one that would always go out of his way to meet me with my recruits. He'd come off the football field after their warmups, come over and shake hands with my recruits. I mean, he was for everyone at the university, not just the football player or the football team. So I just appreciated him having a great sense of heart for everyone around him and made himself very available. That's cool. And your women's basketball coach there at Oklahoma, Sherry Cole, what, what makes her so mm-hmm. successful? Dynamic, great speecher, speaker, great motivator, um, very innovative, great ideas and different ways to do things, very passionate about her sport. If you watch her on the sidelines, got a lot of passion, very hardworking, very hardworking, and an absolute love. She's a local Oklahoman and just an absolute love for the university. And um, I'm going to ask you about one of your former um, 
coaches, Courtney Diefel, who's now the softball coach at Arkansas. What, uh, what makes her so successful? Uh, I think Courtney's, again, she's got a very infectious smile, infectious personality. So she knows to have, have fun, can have fun with a team. Um, she was a great catcher at Cal. I, we had competed against her, um, me as a coach. She was at Cal. I really liked her competitive spirit. She's tough, uh, smart, very smart in the game, uh, a family, um, great role model for females. She's a, got two kids, husband, um, a wonderful role model with trying to raise a family and also be kind of reminds me of what I was going through when my kids were young. Um, but she has done a phenomenal job of bringing Arkansas back to prominence and handling her work in the, the tough, very tough SEC conference. Yeah. And what would your girls say if I, if I got your team behind closed doors with you not in attendance and said, what is Coach Gasso like? Give me the adjectives. Get, paint me a picture for Coach Gasso. What would they say? Gosh, uh, I'll tell you what I would want them to say. There you go. What they would say. I, I would, I would um, think that they would call me a competitor, that I um, don't panic, <laughs> that I don't surrender. And one thing that I talk to them a lot is when you settle, for something you've surrendered. I would hope that they would say that I stand up for what is right. And I have been a good example to them as to trusting what you feel and standing up for, again, like just whether it's a new stadium, whether it's pay raises, whatever it is, fighting for what equality and what is right. Um, that I, work them hard, but at the same time, they know that I have a absolute love and heart for each one of them. Yeah. And if I spent a month with your program, what would the, uh, what would I see as far as the culture of your program? What are some, what are some things, how would you describe the culture of your program? Uh, passionate, blue collar, hardworking, um, I would hope you wouldn't see a lot of mistakes, but that we learn from mistakes. I think you would see a lot of um, competitive spirit. Yet you would, you we would make you laugh. So yep. I think you would understand that we have a good perspective of what we're doing, and that we have fun and we enjoy what we're doing. And to us, competition is fun, and it brings out the best in us, but I think off the field or when I'm not in that competitive spirit, I can, um, they see the real side of me. I can make them crack up a little bit and, uh, I share who I am and I share my family with them. So I think they would see that I am, um, a mother, a grandmother now with two little grandkids and that I just love my family. And, um, but I enjoy, hopefully they would say that I, they see me enjoying life. Love it. That's great. Okay. I always end with three questions. Um, the first question is what are you currently reading or listening to that's helping you grow? 
Well, I like to listen to uh, Dr. David Jeremiah. Um, He definitely has some wonderful messages um, and morning services on the TV. So I like that. I've given my players um, a positive dog book, and I've already read things like that. Just short reads to kind of get them understanding to be positive with yourself and the self-esteem. Uh, to be quite honest, I don't have a lot of time to read books, but I try to go through a lot of like different styles of leadership. And um, I, I don't know. I think that's probably about it. I try to watch or listen to people like the podcast, like you're doing, trying to yeah. pick up. I, I'm always trying to be better. I know that I have to be better. If I stop trying to improve myself, then I'm surrendered. And that means I'm quitting. So I'm, not, I'm always trying to find a way to communicate or present myself in a way that players can get something from. Yeah. And the second question, um, I ask, what, what advice would you give a young coach? I'm going to ask it a little bit more specific with you. What advice would you give a young female coach who also either has a family or um, would like a family? Um, yeah, what advice would you give a young female coach with a family? Well, not to overdo yourself with pressure and surround yourself with good people, people that you can trust that you know would take good care of your kids when you need them to. Try to keep your family involved as much as you can with you and around you. Uh, Try to take them on trips with you. I just remember having to run onto the bus and feed JT and then run out and be ready to play a game. So you got to have assistant coaches that understand your situation and are supportive of it. And more than anything, you've got to have a husband who supports what you're doing and is, is behind what you're doing. And I'm very lucky to have been married for 33 years to Mr. Jim Gasso. It's not always easy. And he is in the sports world as well, but he understands that I need to go out and travel and recruit. So he has done a good job of helping raise the kids. So you just need, you need support. And as much as you think you're not doing a good job, you'll find out maybe you don't know it at that moment, but 10 years later, when your kids are older, they'll tell you how much they loved what you were doing and how fun of a childhood it was. And at the same time, your players would say, I saw what you did yeah. and I loved it so much that I want to do what you're doing. And so that will get more females into coaching and knowing that they can have families. Yeah, I love that answer. I, I have noticed um, and just through different conversations I've had with different coaches and there's actually a professor at East Texas Baptist who's really kind of banging this drum on the side of like, to, to, to girls, specifically to student athletes, college student athletes, like that you can have a family and coach, like you can do both. It is hard, but nothing in life is easy, but you can, you can do that. And so just to encourage you, I love your message and I love, um, I love hopefully that gets out. So there's 
girls right now in high school or college that are thinking, yeah, I can go lead a program and coach and impact people and also still be a really good mom and impact my kids. So I appreciate you sharing that. No, absolutely. And then the full circle beauty of it is now both of my sons are in the dugout with me. One as my hitting coach, the other as my graduate assistant. Love it. So I'm very blessed to um, have them living life with me right now, especially also my two grandkids are 10 minutes away. So that's another reason to hire your son so your grandkids can be close. No doubt. That's great. And the last question I ask is, um, I always ask uh, my guest, uh, if you were me, who would you get on this podcast? Who would you want to hear from? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would say Pat Summit because she's one of the people, but obviously that um, I've, re- I've read a lot of her books and I've learned a lot about how to do things as a coach and a mother. Um, I, I kind of like, um, I, I'm a fan of Muffet McGraw as well. Yeah. I think she's someone who has gone up against some big heavy hitting coaches and her team reminds me a lot of us. Like, uh, you know, when you're playing the Yukons and you're playing those, big name schools that you remember, you know, the Tennessees, those that own the basketball world. I love how she's kind of making Notre Dame one of those names. And I think she's a woman of faith. And I think she's probably had a lot of the same situations, maybe just in different ways that I've had. So I would love to hear what she has to say. Love it. That's great. That's great. Well, Patty, thank you so much for carving time out. I know you guys are probably right in the middle of, of fall workout. So I appreciate your time. And um, I was excited. Janae Shirley is the one that mentioned um, that she would love to hear uh, from, from you. And so I know, um, I know you will add a ton of value and really sharpen um, the, specifically the softball coaches that are listening. So thanks for, thanks for taking time. Oh, my play. It might sound like dysfunctional story, but um, I can't tell you the amount of lessons I have learned to turn me into who I am today. And it's, it's been hard, but I love so much what I'm doing and I know I'm supposed to be doing it that uh, I'm okay sharing the story. Totally. So thank you for having me. I really yeah, I think it. your stories are what adds the value. I think it's so refreshing to hear those when, when people bump their, you know, when they, when they trip and they fall and they get up and they keep going, those are what really, um, in, in my opinion, really um, push people forward. So that, appreciate you sharing those. Oh, absolutely.